quality that we each need. We need an ability to love other people. We need an ability to care for their needs first. The greatest ability in the world, the Bible tells us, is the ability to love. Of all the qualities in our life that we could possess, love is the most important. But there is a problem that we have not discussed thoroughly until today. There is an obstacle in our way that each of us must confront and remove if we are going to become that individual. And that obstacle was illustrated this morning in our drama. The bottom line is that each of us are innately self-centered. No matter how you slice the human pie, it comes up self, self, self. Every time. Our self-centered nature is always thinking in terms of our own interests. Each of us are self-preservationists when it comes right down to the bottom line. We think about ourself first. How we can preserve ourselves first. How we can watch over our feelings first. How we can get ahead first. It's interesting that most of us would have said the same things the woman on trial said this morning. We think we're loving. We think we're nice. But you know, the real reason we're nice is because we want other people to think we're nice. Not because deep down in our heart we are truly loving. And whether we want to admit it or not, this is very hard for us to admit. No matter how hard we try, we cannot break free on our own from our basic humanity. We're human beings. We are not like God. Now, that may be hard to swallow, but that's the truth. Selfishness destroys everything it touches. Marriages fail because of selfishness. Parent-child relationships fail because of selfishness. Friendships fail because of selfishness. The world is failing around us because of selfishness. If you evaluated every single crime in the world, you know what it comes back to? Selfishness. Rape. I want something you have and I'm going to take it to satisfy my own passions and my own desires. Murder. Either out of anger, for revenge, or for the sheer pleasure of it. You've got something I want, you're in the way, you're dead. Burglary. Stealing. You have something I want and I'm going to take it. It's our jealousy. It's our envy. We may never go as far as the actual act. It really doesn't matter. We all know our own thoughts. We all know our anger. We know our bitternesses. We know our disgust at others. Our disappointment. Our irritations. We all know our critical spirit. And no matter how hard we try, we are hopelessly without love and permanently selfish on our own. You see, the one thing we all have in common in this room is our humanity. It's our humanness. We all had human parents. We didn't have dogs for parents. We have gorillas for parents. You had humans for parents. And what's been passed on to us down through the ages of time is self, 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 Self. 
Now I want to share something with you. All the things I've shared in the last three weeks about becoming a person that other people will like and admire is absolutely useless without the solution that I give you today. Without the last step. It's useless. You can try to think in terms of others' interests. You can try to be other people's servant. But the bottom line is, one of these days you're going to get your feet stepped on and you're going to quit. You're going to stop. You've had it. You're going to lash out because it's your human nature. We just do not have on our own the ability to keep loving unconditionally. We have tons of conditional love. I'm not talking about conditional love. Conditional love doesn't satisfy the heart of any person in this room. Conditional love has never satisfied the dreams for true love of any person that has ever lived. There's only one kind of love that satisfies the deep need of the human heart, and that's God's love. The Bible tells us in 1 John chapter 4, says this, Beloved, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Whoever loves has been born of God and knows God, but whoever does not love does not know God, for God is love. I have the occasion to talk to so many different people about their spiritual condition in their life. That's my life. That's why I got into it, to share the wonderful news with others of Jesus Christ. You ever wonder how you could tell if someone really knows God or not? It's easy. You've often heard people, it's not for us to judge. Sure, it's for you to judge. That's why the Bible tells you how you can make a proper judgment. The fact of the matter is, if a person lives a loving, others-oriented life, God is in them. And if they live a self-centered life, God is not. That's why 1 John was written. You see, we must have a new birth experience None of us in this room were born children of God. There is a lie, a philosophy that's very prevalent today. I had someone come up two weeks ago and engage me in this conversation. They really liked the service and they were commenting on it and we were talking and and then they said, but you know, I want to ask you a question. Don't you believe that we're all children of God? I could tell this wasn't going to go over very big. And I said, well, I said, we're all creatures of God. We're not all God's children. Oh, I don't agree with that at all. Oh, God, God, that's not what God speaks to me. I said, really, he doesn't. I said, let me ask you, if we're all God's children, why did we kill God? Well, I, well because we didn't realize we were. Um, classic answer. I asked them, well, let me ask you this. Are you willing to die for what you believe? Oh, I'm willing to die. Really? If I put a gun to your head and blow your brains all over the wall, are you ready to die? Do you have peace in your life? Well, well, no, now that you put it that way, I don't. I said, listen, I have to be honest with you. There's not one human being in the world who's ever born a child of God. Only one was born immaculately, and that was Jesus Christ. See, he didn't have a human father. Sin is passed on to us, our self-centered nature, through our human fathers. And Jesus didn't have a human father. He had God for a father. You see, you can decide today to have God be your father. You can become a child of God. 
every single person in this room and every single person on this planet can decide, I want Christ in my life. I remember as I look back in my life, I came to know Christ when I was about 19 and a half years old. Up until that time, in all honesty, if I was going to be very honest with you, I was a cruel, harsh, insensitive, rebellious, self-centered, egotistical individual. I was the oldest of six children. I couldn't stand my brothers and sisters. Now, you know what's interesting? When I talk to people about their sibling relationships, all of us go, well, we get along okay now. Big deal. You want to you observe the self-centered nature of humans? Watch kids. Somebody tells me, oh, kids, you know, they learn their behavior. No, they don't learn their behavior, my friends. They're born with it. We were all born with it. We're born with this selfish nature. And we try as parents, you know, to sort of train them in others' behavior like sharing and kindness, but you still have kids come up and kong the other one on the head or scream them or bite their ear or kick them. Or I've talked to people at daycare centers the kids turn around and pee on each other. I talked to one woman who was babysitting three and four-year-old kids and they just turn around and go to the bathroom on her. I want to tell you something. Go hang out at a daycare center sometime. Go hang out at a school. Talk about your business. You hang out at your employees. How do they treat one another? When Sally walks in the room, oh, hi, Sally. How are you? Sally walks out of the room, oh, that's Sally. Can you believe? Do you know what she was doing the other day? Gossip, gossip, gossip. We're selfish. Always wanting to put other people down. That's how I was. Self-centered. I ruined every relationship I had. I couldn't stand my brothers and sisters. I teased them mercilessly. My father, you, you just didn't hit my brothers and my sisters, okay? We knew that didn't go on. Some of you, I know some in this room, before they came to know Christ, they actually threw their brother and sister down the stairs. I know others that pounded them all the time. I know others I've talked to that, that criticized them so much that that child would regularly leave the room just crying in tears. And I think if we're all honest, and we look deep down in our heart, we can all say, I don't know that I was any different. I was not any different. By the time I was 18, my father came to me and said, Mark, you either change or leave this house because you're ruining our family. Tell my life was I couldn't stand my mother. I couldn't stand my father. I was selfish. All I cared about was me. I used to bribe my brothers and sisters to go to the store to get me snacks. So I'd give them a quarter. I'd throw them pennies and dimes. They thought that was a lot of money then. I didn't share. I didn't care. I ruined every relationship I had with girls. I ruined every relationship I had with my friends. And finally I left. The day I graduated from high school, I put on my backpack and I left. I didn't say goodbye to my mother. I could care less if I ever saw him again. I went in search of me. And all I found was the same self-centered individual wherever I went. I came back home. God started getting my attention and one day I got to the point I was sick of Mark. I was sick of my hypocrisy. I was sick of my selfishness. I was sick of myself. At the same time, God had been working me. I began to realize how guilt-ridden my life was. How bad I felt for the way I was treating other people. And no matter how hard I tried, I just could not break free of this human rut. I just couldn't snap the chains. Finally, a close friend showed me, Mark, you need the Lord Jesus in your life, man. The reason you can't break free is because you're permanently a human being. What you need to do is let God come into your life 
He kills the old you and he makes a brand new you who is just like him to live inside of you. And I'll never forget, it was late at night, a a Saturday night, it was about midnight. And I was out on a long walk and I just talked to God and I said, Lord, I want you in my life. I am a self-centered human being and I'm alone and I'm hurting and I want to be forgiven. And I know that you died for me to save me from myself. You see, the whole reason Jesus Christ died for you, the whole reason he came to this planet, is to free you from yourself. It's to free you from your own selfish ways. He wants to exchange his life for your life. What a deal. What have you got to lose to come to Christ? All you've got to lose is your own self-centeredness. And everything you have to gain is God and His love in your life. Well, I remember I went to bed that night. I woke up the next morning. I hadn't gone to church with my mom. She, many times she left the room in tears talking with me. That was just kind of a regular thing that happened. And I get up that morning and I took a shower and combed my hair and put on my clothes and even wore a tie and went upstairs and my mom just kind of, her eyes got big and her mouth dropped open. She said, what, where are you going? I said, well, you know, if it's okay, I, I'd like to go to church with you. And it was a pretty emotional moment because I've been so cruel to my mother. And I, and I hugged her. I said, Mom, I've been wrong and I want you to forgive me. It was the first time in my life I'd ever admitted I was wrong. It was the first time in my life I ever cared about the feelings of another human being. I didn't change me. God changed me. I remember going to my father, and I remember going to each of my four brothers and my sister over the course of the next week, and then I didn't just leave it at words. I began to share with them everything I had, my, my car, if they wanted to drive it, my money, my bike, my, my whatever I had. Because I cared. I really cared for the first time in my life. I remember writing a long letter to the girlfriend I used to have whose life I had made miserable. I didn't want to get back together. I just want to let her know Christ changed my life and I was wrong. And I, if you could forgive me, I'd really appreciate it, but I understand if you can't. You see, my friends, you can have your miracle today if you're willing to admit you're selfish and you need Jesus Christ. You can become this loving, caring individual. And I'll never forget that as I look back and people I've just seen in the last couple weeks come to know Christ. One individual just came to know Christ about a week ago and it's just like something monumental took place in their life. They went to bed lost and they woke up saved. They went to bed selfish and they woke up God-centered with love in their life. And the people who are closest to them around me have told me, Mark, I just cannot believe the change in this individual. That's the power of God in a person's life. You can become God's child. God wants you in His family. He wants you so bad that the only child He ever had, He killed. The only child He ever had, He had crucified so that you could exchange your life for His, for free. The book of John tells us in the Bible... As many as received Jesus, 
To them, God has given the right to become children of God, even to those that believe in His name. It's simply an act of faith, my friends. It's just simply a choice. It's not hard. It just means you have to be willing to confront your selfishness. Say, God, I am self-centered. Lord, I, I want you in my life. I want to know you personally in my life. And then I can promise you, I can absolutely promise you, that you will become a person that other people will be attracted to. They'll want to be around you. You will have a power in your life that is what the Bible calls mysterious, the, the mystery of the gospel. You see, this is the good news of Jesus Christ. That your life can be radically changed. That your life can be radically loving. That your life can be dynamic for God. A peace with God. An eternity with God. You can be His child. I want to encourage you today, today, to make that choice. I've shared so much with you in the last four weeks, and many of you have been coming for a long, long time. You've been seeking You've been seeking information, understanding. I believe today is your day. I believe today you don't need any more information. If you're honest with yourself, God has been speaking today and you know I need Jesus Christ. So when I close today in prayer like I always do, and you're bowing your head with me, I want you to do this. God has been speaking to you. I want you just to talk to Him. Just like I'm talking. I have to talk out loud. He can hear you, you see. He can hear us all at one time as if we're the only person. And you tell Him, Jesus, I want you in my life. I am a selfish individual. I want you to come into my life and forgive me. I want to be your child. I want the source of love, God, in my life. And I promise you, the moment you do that and you mean it, He's in your life. And you're His forever. And you're His child And He will immediately, miraculously, change your life. And you will find that your marriage begins to change, your friendships begin to change, because you have a new sensitivity, you have a new power. It will almost be like someone, like I am, cannot see faces. And someone gives them a pair of glasses and they put it on. And all of a sudden, everything becomes crystal clear. Let's pray. Lord, I just thank You so much.